Who knows? Who's Who cares? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to start the show, so let's just have that be the start of the show. Welcome, mm. everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast, Summer Edition, as the three of us are finally reunited. Did we, have we done a show? We have. We just yeah, did it last done week. We've done one. Man, yes. it's, it's August 1st. This entire summer has been a blur. We've all been busy with some with some good shit, with some bad shit. It's just it's just been a, it's been a time. It's been a time, but we're here to talk about hockey and a lot of not hockey because we have a big viewer questions section today. Yes. Endo Mills, you missed last week's show. How are you? I'm doing better. I I think I missed last week's show for hockey. And it was like a high level. It was like a like an A level skate through a bunch of um, senior A guys who played you know, like senior A up in like the northern Ontario for some reason. They're in Toronto, and it was hilarious because the one guy just like he's clearly better than everybody else on the team, and he just starts bullying them. Just just like you know those little sly little like notches, like just to throw people off their balance. He was doing that all game. I think. He, I think he also like speared a guy in the nuts. Uh, so yeah, that's good. I had to deal with that during a hockey game. So that's fun. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys? He sounds like a great person. <laughs> yeah. San, how are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We don't yeah. need a, we don't need a story about uh, <laughs> you run into any douchebags lately on or off the ice. Nah. What'd you guys, what'd you guys do for your week? How about that? That's a good thing. Streamed a bunch of NHL 23, much to your chagrin. Gonna That's what I've Go done. over the main and slap the fuck out of you. Jesus Christ. Give me what I want. <laughs> God. Look, NHL 2K10 is a blast, but when you draw more people in July than some people get at the start of the year when the new game drops. You just got to run with that momentum, you know? Yeah, you yeah. got a fair point there. You got to do it. I don't know what it is, by the way, it, that... Everyone's on has, franchise now. Well, yeah, at the end of the year, that always happens. I mean, even, mm-hmm. you know, that started really... I feel like a couple of years ago, especially when Sleeves started doing the... Uh, what was it? The Masters and trying to win as many cups as he could, you know, five right. years with each team and see what he could do. That was always a common thing I felt like in the last few years is people playing franchise at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, now it feels like the vast majority of people are just like, I have no choice but to play franchise. I felt like Sleeves did it just because he wanted to have fun. Now people are just like, well, Eshel's dead. Hut's almost dead. <laughs> so it was but, funny because um, uh, this weekend I actually ran into him at the uh, the Raptors Uprising event he was hosting. He's the stuff with uh with Raptors Uprising, the esports team for the Toronto Raptors for the NBA 2K. And mm. we were just talking briefly about like how he just stumbled on doing like a of his own version of GM Connected with season mode and how yeah. he basically just sims the games like on stream. And mm. I think people are realizing the power of watching games go by. And he's like, people love like watching this stuff. He's got like like not record high, but he's got like pretty decent like viewership just to watch compies play. And I'm like, dude, he's been doing this for like a couple years now. So yes. like <laughs> it's, it's rubbing off on everybody. There you go. 
Ah, uh, it's, it's my legacy is introducing the the world of AI versus AI gameplay to the to the masses and its appeal on on Twitch. But yeah, because I, I don't know what's up with it, but uh, yeah, people have been enjoying it. And then of course, Madden is two weeks away from today, Damn. which I'm so excited for Madden. We have fun with that every year. Speaking of AI versus AI gameplay. I'm ready to see if we That's can find good. our AI new versus AI gameplay. It Football's is. easy to do like that. <clears throat> At yeah, least the way I'm... the game works, like or yeah. how the sport works. I'm ready to see if we can find a new cult who just heaves the ball downfield <laughs> 70 <laughs> yards every play. That was a dope franchise. Yeah. Oh, that was wild. Uh, it was. It was. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Madden. Even if the game ends up being shit, we have fun with that every single year. So yeah. that'll be that'll be fun. So yeah. I'm glad to know we're all we're all doing all right and hanging in there. But I think it's time that we hear from our lovely listeners who have left a variety of questions on the uh, Tukey's Cafe Discord. Of course, link is in the description, whether or not you are listening on your audio platform of choice or watching on the YouTube side of things. And if you are, I am waving to you right now. You see it? Yeah, you do. I mean, people on audio don't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's get to these questions. We'll start off. I just, any question that was there, I put it in here. So, Hey, we can, uh, you know, we can go ahead and shame people. If the questions are bad, we'll see what's up. Our first question from young burrito. What is your favorite pepper? (laughs) Um, well, I'm white, so I don't like spice. I, I, I don't know. I'll keep it simple. Go with. Pickled jalapenos. I don't like fresh jalapenos so much, but pickled jalapenos are our boss. I mean, Tugi, you don't like any of the Spice Girls? Uh, come oh, on. Scary Spice. Uh, I don't Scary Spice, which is really funny. Well, that wasn't the question, but it could be the question of favorite of favorite Spice Girl. And I'm going to I'm going to go with the one that um I don't even know. <laughs> Now I'm sitting here trying to think. I, I pick a pepper, <laughs> for the love of God. I'm just saying bell pepper. pepper if you don't like yeah, spice. bell pepper, green pepper, red Dude, pepper. Bell peppers are awful. They are terrible. I'm just throwing it out. There. <laughs> I'm not the person to ask about peppers. Throwing that out there. I wasn't really a pepper person until I started like legitimately cooking more meals and everything and looking up recipes and finding out how to use peppers and all that. Like as a kid, I just didn't want to eat peppers, but I'm like, fuck yeah. Throw a little pepper in there. Throw that in my chili. Bam. And then put that in my fucking, uh, I don't know, more chili. Bam. And then when I have like pork, bam, throw that in there as well. Like it's great. My favorite uh, pepper, like in terms of spice would probably be uh, just a classic jalapeno. I had to choose. That's probably what I would go with too. So yeah, you know, we'll we'll disappoint some people that are that are big on on spice, but uh, it's not me. I like spice, but I don't know all the fucking peppers. I like hot sauce. I don't care what's what's in it as long as it tastes good and it gives me a little kick. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need is a little kick, right? Like I don't need to be eating something where it's like, all right, I got to chug milk for the next three hours because my insides are burning alive. Uh, yeah, no ghost pepper. Crazy. But I'll yeah, get no like atomic pepper. wings from Wingstop. I'll test my palate like that. It's not even that crazy. Test your powder. Test your bowel movement at that point too. I mean, hey, you know, it's just it's it's a part of the system. You got to make sure you can 
you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. What a question. Question number two from RG Dust. Thoughts on Twitter's rebranding? You mean X? X. The X. bank? The <laughs> We are all X-Men? There we go. What was the uh, fucking branding name? The the slogan? It's like Blaze Your Path or whatever. Blaze Your Glory is that's, what it is on the App Store. That's the this kind of shit that I when he yeah. doesn't have fucking Wranglers telling him that this is a shit idea. Because yeah. every other company he works for, there's like uh there's essentially hierarchies and teams in place to Checks. prevent his what? Checks and balances. Yeah, like there's all these hierarchies to prevent his ass from doing stupid shit. I mean, he was kicked off PayPal for this exact idea. And the man has not, his little ego couldn't let it go for so long. And you want to know how fragile his ego is? You cannot add Twitter to your name, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like my thoughts on uh, the individual behind said platform is uh, it's pretty well known. At this stage, um, he can do whatever dumb shit he wants to do. I'm still on the platform because it's beneficial to me. He might benefit from it, too, but I'm benefiting from it more, especially not paying for uh, Twitter blue um, or X. Is it X blue now? Yeah, I don't even know what he's going to call that shit. Let's see. Right it still now, says check. Twitter. I just checked on the website. It yeah. still says Twitter blue. Twitter blue. Fucking A. He's. He's going to come back. It was it was just a joke, guys. Yeah. No, yeah. And he it's... says he's going to say I miss my ex or some stupid shit like that. Like, God, I'm just he's so corny. I'm just trolling, gambit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I've said it before and I will say it again. Um, the world will be a better place without him uh, yeah. because I cannot. It's not often you can find someone with that much potential to make such a positive impact on the world who has such an ego that he will completely throw it away on superfluous shit like this rather than actually doing something positive. Oh, but what about this? What about that? We're talking more about what he could be doing, you know? Oh, but uh, there's a car. He put a car into orbit. Yeah, that's a real that's a real positive impact. Yeah, just throw more trash into the fucking fucking space. Man, <laughs> I want to be like Simpsons did, but Futurama did it where they took all their trash and just threw it in the fucking space and, and mm. they just dealt with it later. Like Yeah. Yeah, and then and they he, had the that episode, they had the they had to blow it up like it was uh Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a big <laughs> trash droid <laughs> towards her. Trash droid. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, fuck Elon Musk. From Ender, what was your first hockey stick slash goalie equipment in brackets for Endo because he is a goalie IRL question mark? <laughs> uh, in fairness, I think outside of the brackets. I think it was a general question, but it was just the way it was the way okay. it was written. It's like, is Endo a goalie? Is how I read it the first time. But does Endo does, does Endo Endo's is goalie? goalie? I does this has to know. Um just 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 for me or for all you guys, like uh, all of for, us. So, Endo, okay. you go first, though. The, the goalie of the room. Mm. So, it's really funny that I didn't buy my first set of equipment until I was... God, the first set of equipment I bought was when I was, like, 18. Uh, up until then, I was using rental stuff from the local rink, and I was kicking ass with it. Um, I was using, like, the old-school Cooper pads until I was, like, 17. 
So like I was looking like goddamn Dominic Hasek out there with that like the certain style had to play like that too. Um, but for players, so because I started playing as a skater, I got the Nike starter pack. It was when Nike was still doing hockey and like just before Nike Bauer. And they had like a starter kit when you were a kid and you had like they gave you the shin pads, the elbow pads, which were small as shit and like pants, just a whole starter kit and everything. And I had this old Nike Bauer helmet and then I had a shitty wooden Nike stick and it worked for me because I couldn't skate. But, uh, you know, that's what I had the first start out. And then I had like Nike skates and all that. I was dripped out in Nike, everything Nike. Yeah. For me, I'm going to take this literally with the first hockey stick. And uh, it was the Franklin branded uh, mini sticks, the plastic sticks. Oh, my God. Um, it was uh, it was black with a blue blade. And um, what we would do when I was a kid was the uh, apartment we had at the time. And I mean, I'm talking like I'm three years old and, you know, the subsequent years we had a hallway that led to the bathroom. So my dad would stand at the edge of the hallway and I would stand on the bathroom side playing goalie to not let him shoot the ball into the bathroom. Um, I still have that stick too. I don't know if it's here or if it's at my parents still, but that stick is still alive and well. Um, very worn down. <laughs> like The blade at this point has has thinned out and mm -hmm. worn down so much it might oh, be man. it might be the width of like a common ruler at the stage oh, like oh my god this reminds me of when i was a kid there was um you know like you use your stick for ball hockey and that shit just winds down completely there was a point where like someone had a stick that was like hold on i gotta get representation here it was like the width of my finger was the blade and that's maybe like an inch, an inch and a half. That's how much blade he had to like play with in ball hockey. It was super thin and he would still snipe goals. I'm like, how the hell are you doing this? with a Like, it's not fair at all. It's muscle memory at that point. Yeah. Sin. Yeah. Um, shit. It's actually I can't remember the exact one, but like one of my earliest ones, I remember it was a coho. Like, oh. a, like a good like coho. Um, but honestly, I think I had one of those like street hockey sticks with like the blade on it was like plastic or yeah. something, with like those holes along the top mm. of it. Mm -hmm. And oh my similar God. thing, it's like you play street hockey so much like the, the blade just keeps shrinking and shrinking and mm. shrinking. Like, yeah, it's because I played outside with like a few like neighborhood friends. Actually, I still still hang out with one of them to this day as he lives in near where I do now. Um, nice. And we, <laughs> yeah, For now. we played, we played street hockey like every single day of the summer. If it was like too hot, we'd like go inside. And I think at that point when we were doing that all crazy, it was like NHL 06 on game. They had GameCube, So we like go inside Dude. and play like super smash or NHL. 06 oh my on God. GameCube. <sighs> oh my God. It just, it just give me a flashback. Uh, one of my close friends, uh, we used to play NHL 06 on the GameCube as well. His TV was like, you know, one of the old, like small, like, uh, like tube TVs, like the, the ones that like people nowadays only play because it's the only one that gives you like a true output for whatever input or whatever. 
like the resolution. Mm. Uh, the color was distorted on the TV, so I had no fucking clue how the game actually looked. It was just like weirdly like bluish and like distorted. I'm like, oh, this is NHL. Like, I guess like the, the visuals suck that much. And then like maybe like a year and a half later, I plug it into my actual GameCube and look at my like, holy, what the hell happened? Like, it's just crazy. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. The good old. I had to pay taxes when I was fucking eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> fucking tax man coming after me. It's bullshit. Yeah, I don't pay it for legal reasons. That's a joke. That's a joke. Don't worry about it. I pay my taxes. Uh, this comes from from Tom, aka TJM, uh, longtime listener, first time questioner. Out of all of you, who has the best Puck Doku uniqueness score? Doogie, um, how, how does the score work? Okay, so because mine is zero, because I've never, you've never played, played Puck Doku. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Pukdoku is, is a lot of fun. Like, I'm not the most avid player in the world. Like, there are obviously some days that I will forget. But, Sin, I'm guessing you at least know the basic gist of the of the game. Yeah, it's like tic-tac-toe board, three across, three down. You have to match with each yeah. thing. Yeah, so, like, like today is, it's both like... categories, wherever the thing is, yeah. Yeah, like, today it was, like, name a player who played for Anaheim and Ottawa. And it's like, all right, Danny Heatley. Because obviously, and you will get when the a fuck percentage. was he in Anaheim? Oh, he was in Anaheim at the end of his career, yeah. like 2015. What? Yeah. See, I suck at this. I, I just forget. <laughs> <in> the cup. <laughs> so, like, you have that as like okay, 11 percent of people had the same answer. So the lower percentage you have, mm. it tallies up the percentage of each player in the nine spots, and then you have your score. Um, so like today too, it's like I had, you had to name a, a member of the LA Kings who also played for team USA. So I went for Jeremy Roenick, which is a, a 1%. There is a bug in here. Like oh, that's hilarious. That was only 1%. I guess people forget. Like how, how could you forget he was there? You did that dancing on ice shit. That's exactly why I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. So it adds up the, the nine percentages and gives you a score. Um, I'm decent at the game, but man, it's just it's one of those things where it like gridlocks my brain and it gets so difficult to properly think yeah. of answers. Like I have some really good scores, but there's a difference between a really good score for me and a really good score for some other people. And the first person who always comes to mind for me, as you might expect, is Snipe and Score. Of course, uh, Snipe and Score Productions on the, the YouTube side of things. He does, of course, a lot of the custom rosters. People listening to this will know. Uh, for example, today, uh, his uniqueness was an eight. Jesus. Because you can get like point fours and stuff like that. So because of all the fucking work he does with flashback rosters, he's just got an encyclopedia of names up there. Uh, so, for example, I used mine of like, oh, Anaheim, Ottawa was Heatley at 11%. He used Ted Drury at a point one. <laughs> uh, his highest percentage today, he had two different two percents, which was Bill Guerin and Guy Hebert for Team USA representatives. So, yeah, he ended up with an eight. Um, people like him are an absolute... Wow. Freak man, like, Bear was crazy. fucking USA. I figured he was French right. Canadian. His whole <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. Like he used, um, I don't even know who this guy is, and he's wearing a Bruins goalie mask. 
But for LA and Ottawa, a goalie named Daniel Barthume. I have never heard of this person in my life. And it's like, again, there are some people out there who can just go with these fucking crazy, crazy answers. And I, I, I don't know how they do it. You know, this reminds me of there was a tweet that uh that came out last year and it was men will literally sit around and name random sports players for two hours instead of going to therapy. It's just poked <laughs> it's just poked Doku in a nutshell right there. Yeah. Can't disagree with it. Can't disagree with it. So uh and oh, uh, did you mention that like uh, a half decent score or is it something where you're just like, ah, it's, that's I'm not good at it. I got sub one hundred and I had a party. There you go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> From AJ, who would win in a fight, Godzilla or Charizard? Fucking Godzilla. What is this? Charizard's like six feet tall. Godzilla is as tall as a building. I thought you were going to stop at God. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> God like, well, Charizard's, Charizard's Charizard listed height. Up and fucking thrown. Charizard's listed height is 5'7", 200 pounds. <laughs> Coming in at 5'7", 200 pounds, Charizard. Coming in fuck? at 15 stories and 20,000 <laughs> tons. Fucking and Godzilla <laughs> who shoots lasers out of his eyes. Freaking lasers. <laughs> do do lasers. your little fucking flamethrower, Charizard. And it'll tickle him. Yeah. <laughs> It's really not even a question. Like, his name is Godzilla. He's the king of the monsters. Come on now. Ridiculous question. Ridiculous. Charizard's only 5'7". Yeah, that's like that's what a Google tall. search says. That's what uh, Bulbapedia.Bulbagarden.net so Char- Char- <laughs> <laughs> always gets me. Char- Charizard can maybe beat up Johnny Goudreau. Because they're the same height. <laughs> Charizard could fucking touch me. Once a flame, always a flame. Johnny Goudreau. Let's go. Yeah, no play on fucking Tinder. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm looking at Godzilla's listed heights. And obviously now a, a fucking Pokemon nerd could be like, but what about Charizard's big evolution thing? What Charizard's like, big bean Charizard's the max evolution. Don't at me. Um, Godzilla has has multiple different heights that are all measured in meters. By the way, uh, <laughs> and he always he always comes to America too. So oh, he's yeah. like the OG who started in Japan. Do I don't oh, think Japan uses metric? Do they? I think uh, everywhere I but here uses metric. Yeah, that's why the memes the fucks a kilometer. Oh, like that's do. what comes from. Metric. Yeah. Uh, it's called imperial system. Like ah, I remember the forties. Maybe they were. Oh, God. All right, AJ. Well, there you go. You got roasted like you deserve to. Uh, from Tomas, did any of you ever own or play backbreaker football? I never oh owned my Madden God. game. Yes. Yes. Backbreaker. I've never heard of this. Oh, yes. Oh my god! So Backbreaker was one of those like spin-off football games. It was super intense. They had a mobile game, and I think that like kind of what the fuck. Oh, that was that's my cat. It scared the fuck out of me. Um, 
they had this mobile game as well where you used to like you lean and go on your phone to like dodge incoming like rushers and stuff like that and it was like gauntlet but the actual game itself was like regular football except um your your perspective when you're on the offense is like above the guy's shoulder like a third person view it was so sick it was so cool and it fucking died and it was it's so tragic it's like that and i think it was called pure football it was a or pure soccer it was another like take of you know what soccer played like without the rules was you could be extra aggressive kind of thing too it it was it was something else, man. I miss backbreaker. I would just turn off the penalties in World Cup '98. <laughs> just want to know how, right how, how how last time I played a fucking soccer game or bought a soccer game. Uh, Team Yugoslavia was in it. <laughs> Yugoslavia. <laughs> Yugoslavia. <laughs> oh God. Uh, oh man. <clears throat> so back backbreaker. I've never played it, but I have seen videos about it. It was hmm. Hmm. it was a really okay. interesting game in that it was like its big selling point. And again, you're talking about a game that was like prime PS3 360 era. It came out in 2010. Everything's and, dirty. Got the piss yellow filter on everything. Yeah, God. I mean, it, you know, the <laughs> I, every time I think of a 360, I just see Gears of War and the grain <laughs> filters every time. But, oh, my God. Backbreaker yeah, was interesting because it had uh, it ran on uh, Euphoria engine, which I'm not sure uh, how many other games. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It was uh, the Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, engine. And I think Red Dead Redemption as well. So yeah. you have a sports game using Rockstar's engine, essentially. So it, like the physics of the game and the, the tackles and stuff like that were very... Uh, natural, not animation based. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, to this day, it still probably has the best example of tackling in a football game. Yeah, uh, but it is very jarring for people to play because, like Endo mentioned, it's constantly like you think of Madden and you snap the ball and it's the quarterback and you get the view of everything. But the second you snap the ball. In this game, you are in a third-person perspective of whatever player you are in control of. So you have to try... It, it can be a little bit difficult to like read the throws downfield because you don't have that top-down view. And defense, it's like you're doing the uh, like the position lock that you can still do in, in Madden's and have been able yeah. to do. So, um, like I said, super interesting game, very much of its time, but definitely one to... To check out like i said i've never played it myself i i have watched a lot of like gameplay footage of it like i know somebody uh this past you know a couple months ago uh did a a simulation of the i think it was the pc version or maybe they were using an emulator for the game and they made uh the chiefs and eagles and simmed the the super bowl in backbreaker i remember seeing that video um and i'm actually watching it again right now and it's it's a super interesting game uh i you know it's still kind of like at the tail end of getting a lot of non NFL branded games. Whereas today it's like outside of maximum football, there, there's really not too much out there for, you know, non triple yeah. A Twitter ad for some football game, but uh, I, I don't remember the name because I block all Twitter ads. Good. And then 
now you gotta start blocking all the X ads. That's how he's gonna get you. Oh no! See, I've been getting like I've I've blocked so many accounts advertising on Twitter. Like all I'm getting now is like crypto scams. Yep, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm like, oh, cool. There's a blue. There's a blue check I could block without having to look on a yep. thread. I still get promoted ads for, hey, you want to buy this monkey JPEG in 2023? <laughs> it's like, no. I, no I have a yeah, I have a thing set up so it automatically blocks all uh, crypto accounts, which is fucking beautiful. And I'm going to do that this, that too with blue accounts. But then like some people who I genuinely like have blue. So it's like, yeah. So, yeah, some like, of them like won't block people who you actually follow or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. From Bouncy McBoink Boink. We've definitely had this question before, but like I said, I just went ahead and added them. Who's one player who has played for your favorite team you'd want to have dinner with? Also, what are you eating and why? I'm going to go for shawarma with Patrice Bergeron. Just because that, that sounds like a fun story. Was this hmm. like a what are you eating right now kind of question? Because I'm eating fucking... No. Although if you could share, you're always eating. If you could share that ramen with anybody. No, I'm just saying on... On on podcasts, I mean, it's very rare that you're not eating while we do this. Yeah, it's mostly because I'm super fucking busy and I hate myself. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think, who would I want to eat uh, Mr. Noodles with? Um, that's like who's the, who's the weirdest person? Ilya Brizgalov. Did he? Play, he didn't play for the Leafs though. No, because yeah, fuck, fuck your... you. I'm bending the rules. Suck my dick. You heard? No, it literally says a player who's played for your favorite team. Oh, okay. Um, okay, never mind. Not either. Who, who's weird? Who plays for the? Who played for Leaves? Uh, Mitch Marner hit the gritty at a wedding. He literally hit the gritty at the wedding. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, oh, Marner god, was fucking... seen in the background punching the wall. <laughs> You're not focused. This is why you fail. <laughs> oh, I'd say who who who's interesting? Leo Komarov. There you go. Off the Leo. board. Uncle, Uncle Leo. Leo would. He'd, he'd enjoy. He'd enjoy some good noodles. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Sin, you got an answer for this one? Yeah, Curtis Gabriel. That's yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. And they're good noodles, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to stay in shape. From Bud Knight. Oh, God. You guys are fucking killing us with the repeat questions here. But whatever. I'll allow it. You could go back and revisit a single sports, historic sports moment. Be any moment. And blah, 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 blah. What moment are you going to revisit? For me, he says the 2010 Golden Goal game. Canada over USA. Historic sports moment. Can I think of one that's not the Bruins winning in 2011? Let's go with. I, mm. I got nothing. We've, I swear to God, I've seen this question a dozen times over like the uh, three year history of this podcast. Yeah, I'll go back to 1989 when the A's won the World Series against the Giants. There you go. I want to go. One of my fucking teams win a championship. I mean, Packers, but. Golden, golden. I'm like one of my like local teams, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna go golden goal, uh, 2010 Olympics. I thought you were gonna go back to 1967. Long That's way back. Be the most boring fucking hockey being played. 
it's that old footage of shit. I don't think it's slowed down or anything either. I just think that's that how slow they are. Yeah, come <laughs> at me, boomers. Speed. Come at me, boomers. The game sucked back then, and it's better now. Yeah, doesn't help that people like punching the wall. <laughs> hey, there's that big gold dollar against change. Oh boy. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> what he said. Our final question comes from Wheelchair Hulk. Either your own team's prospect or just a high-end prospect in general that you thought was going to be a star that never panned out in the NHL. Tyler Biggs. We yeah. had Biggs plans for him. So. <laughs> Shut up. Then you got one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe Nikolai Godolbin. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, Sharks and uh, and Canucks fans thought uh, he was gonna he was gonna work out, and it didn't yeah. uh, didn't really happen, did it? We can fix him. Yeah, the technology. <laughs> he was super skilled. He just had nothing else. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, fine. that's all it takes, right? It's just to have yeah. some skill, and he'll develop the rest of his game. Nope. Oh man, there's there's just so many. You know, it's funny. Uh, just thinking about the draft, like I was going to bring up today, I saw a lot of posts Which in the past draft, couple days. Jerry? I know we. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw a couple of posts. I'm trying to avoid that. Thank you. Um, to make Endo sad, I saw a couple posts. People were celebrating the uh, 18th anniversary of the Leafs drafting Tuka Rask in the first round. Oh, um, yeah, 18 years, 18 years. She got one yes. of your kids, got you for 18. Okay, yeah, Eight, 18 years because that's that's the anniversary to, to celebrate the 18th. <sighs> Can I avoid saying the 2015 draft? Well, I just said it, I guess. So, there we go, it's out there. Someone who I thought ring the bell, I mean, ring the bell, 2015 draft. <laughs> Give it up for day 19. God. It's tough because I'm trying to think like so much of this is intertwined with the, the video games. Right. Because I'll think back and it's like, all right, the, the 2008 draft, Nikita Filatov went sixth. And you play the NHL games around that time. And Nikita Filatov is like a must acquire player because He's going to be a star. But if you separate that from, I'm just having a difficult time kind of separating that from, you know, like real life expectations. And that's where it gets, that's where it gets a little bit difficult. I mean, I do want to go with the boring answer too of Nail Yakupov because I did honestly think he was going to be, he was going to be a good player. And then he, he wasn't at all. So, and then if you go uh, Boston centric, um, there there were some years. Let me tell you, of Bruins players who I <laughs> thought would be great that did not develop. I want to shout out their first round pick from two thousand five, Matt Lashoff. Oh yeah, who I thought was going to be awesome, and uh, he wasn't. <laughs> he no. wasn't, unfortunately. Uh, there was me hoping and praying that Zach Hamill would be good because Logan Couture was selected the very next pick after 
him. <sighs> Joe Colborn, Jordan Caron, Alex Kalkalchev was up there for the Bruins for a real lot. Ryan Spooner. Although in comparison, Ryan Spooner was a little bit better. Seth Griffith. Um, yeah, I remember I used to pick him up in a franchise mode like way back in the day and develop him in, into like a second liner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what his um, potential was. And then I just like saw him on like some random AHL roster when I was like doing something like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Peter Solarek, Jakob Forsbaka Carlson. JFK, uh, man. Yeah. There's a long, long list of, oh, here we go. The Bruins have young skill, and it just never, <laughs> never works. Except for when it does, it works out really well. But if it doesn't, oh, man, it doesn't work out well at all. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Hulk, for the question. Thank you, everybody, for the questions, except for AJ, Charizard's dead before the fight even starts. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? So, gentlemen, over the past week, there, there, there have actually been some hockey things to talk about. Not Eric Carlson getting traded, because that—that's a myth at this point. I am convinced he's busy. He's not actually getting traded. He's busy. I don't—I don't know if you saw my tweet, but uh, he exists in the Warhammer universe. Does he? <laughs> well. Kind of. Did uh, you make just, him exist? In the no, there's this. I, it was it was a random like one of these like rogue fucking armies run around for chaos. So they all have like Nordic names, and his name was like Eric, spelled E I R I K, I think, um, and then it was Carlson, like K J A. It was fucking amazing, man. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh. God, so that explains it. He's just been yeah. he's just been too busy. He's just been busy there. shitting on humans. As he does. Their cities. I don't yeah. know if, uh, shitting yeah. on him like he shit on Phil Castle. There you go. He's he's living up to his uh to his Viking heritage, yeah. I do suppose. But there were some things that actually happened, and we can get into talking about a few of them. The Ottawa Senators signed Vladimir Tarasenko to a one-year deal worth $5 million. Andy Strickland uh, mentioned, uh, reported for the Blues typically, uh, he said, uh, was told Tarasenko had a four-year offer at 5.5 from Ottawa early in free agency. He also had a one-year offer from Carolina at five and a quarter and a one-year offer from San Jose at $6 million. It is worth noting as well, he fired his agent during this free agency period. So I like San Jose, I mean, is where you go if you want to like kind of rehab your image a little bit. And it would have been a nice landing spot for the Sharks because then you just flip them at the deadline. Easy enough. Yep. Um, that would have been a good deal for them. For Carolina, I mean, it's obvious. It's just the idea of the Carolina Hurricanes are continually going for it, and Tarasenko would certainly help with that. Ottawa's in that really interesting spot of... And, and I'll, I'll throw this out there. I have seen a whole lot of Twitter debate and discourse over just how good the Ottawa Senators will be, and especially a lot of back and forth between Sens and Leafs fans in regards to just how good the Sens will be, because there are a lot of Sens fans that are now buying into the hype 
that this could be a very, very good year for them. If it isn't, though, Tarasenko's a, a movable asset at the deadline if the season yeah. doesn't go the way they want it to. But right now, Ottawa lines up like this. Again, according to Cap Friendly, as of this past Thursday, uh, which would have been July 27th. Uh, top line, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, Vladimir Tarasenko. That's very good. Can't argue with that. Second line, Claude Giroux, Josh Norris, and Drake Batherson. Also think that's very good, especially if Josh Norris can stay healthy. Again, he's coming off of a season where he only played eight games. Oof. Dominic Kubalik, Shane Pinto, Matthew Joseph, also pretty strong. And then Parker Kelly, Mark Kastelich, and Zach McEwen. Very, very gritty. I guess. You got you got grit and then two names. Who the fuck is that guy? In there. Yeah. yeah. I know McEwen. I know to, like, I don't know. For me, I'll believe it when I see it from Ottawa. They've been hyping themselves up for the last three years, man. We're a playoff team now. And then they get absolutely decked. Get Drew. We're a team. Like, oh, okay, I can see it now. They get absolutely shit on. Yeah. yeah but we had injuries. Depth. <laughs> no diving in the shallow yeah. end. Jesus, come on. Pool 101. Their defense, Shabbat Chikrin. I like it. Sanderson Zub and Eric Brandstrom with Travis Hamanick. Their goaltending, Jonas Corposalo and Anton Forsberg. The carousel continues. Yeah. Of course, uh, what was it? Four years, four million for Corposalo? Yeah. A little bit hefty. Oh, very hefty. Better pan out. I forgot yeah. he was on Ottawa. Yeah, that was one of the the more bizarre free agent signings, I would say. Also, um, fun fact: uh, apparently, Polino uh, grew up with Artem Zub. Uh, they're both from Habarovsk, and they played on the same team together because she played on the men's team because they didn't have a women's team because Russia. Yeah, fun fact. Free tickets to a Sens game for an old friend. Let's go. I, I told her, like, listen, hit him up. Be like, hey, you know, how's it going? Like, you live in thing? Oh, wow. I live in Toronto. My boyfriend plays hockey, too. Give me free tickets to watch your games, please. Por favor. Harasho. I mean, there's <laughs> a benefit to having no shame in, in those situations and just being like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to ask. What's the, what's the worst that happens? Someone who might have forgotten that I exist now thinks I'm a douche. Oh, well. Who cares? It's funny because her one thing was like, oh, should I know him? He'd always make funny faces at me whenever he would shoot. I'm like, well, that's a that's a thing that I mean, that's a story. There yeah, you there you go. You can, Bam. Yeah, you can make you can make the most of this. It's like, hey, remember this great friendship that we had? You made funny faces. We both escaped this living nightmare of a country. You know, <laughs> look at us now. Look at this. Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not Putin. <laughs> God. Overall, I do think the Ottawa Senators could be decent, but that Atlantic division, we're going to talk about the Bruins in a second here, too, because some things happened with them. The Atlantic division is, again, going to be an absolute nightmare because you are talking about essentially every every team has sections of the fan base at, at the bare minimum that believe that they can be a playoff team next year. Mm-hmm. Boston, obviously the confidence has rattled a little bit after the retirement of Patrice Bergeron. 
but there is still hope that they can make it. Toronto, I mean, Jesus Christ, if they miss the playoffs. Sin, go ahead. It looked like you wanted to say something. Well, I was just like, I thought you were going to say something else about their confidence being shaky. I'm like, yeah, but Bergeron retiring sucks. Also, that 3-1 choke job in the first round probably didn't help either. Oh, wait, a 3-1 choke job and it's not us? Oh, my God. I was about to get, like, super wokey reaction, like, dude, what the fuck? But I realized, like, oh, shit, Bruins. I'm going to I'm gonna step back real quick. Just, you know. Yeah. 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 Not, Bruins! not you guys this time. Bruins. <laughs> now, now that, that feels so different now. Now now that I do it, it's like I'm making fun of them instead of like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how context like changes. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it, huh? (laughs) We have so much fun here, don't we? Life is not what you thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) God. Anyway, uh, Boston, certainly. People are like, okay, they got to be a playoff team. Toronto, definitely. Tampa. Like, I know they've lost some depth, but I think people would view it as a disappointment if Tampa didn't make the playoffs. Yep. Florida Panthers, same thing. You're coming off of a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. And then you have the teams, the, the bottom four from this past season. The Buffalo Sabres. People are absolutely expecting them to make that jump to the playoffs. We'll get into it in our season previews a month or so from now. I'm not so sure. Like, they might still have some question marks, but it's the same story for Ottawa as we just kind of talked about with their lineup. Detroit, especially with the the money they've spent, you bring in Alex Dabrinkit now via trade. And Detroit, they're certainly wanting to push for a playoff spot. And even Montreal, I mean, I, I would say that they are the most likely to stay in the spot they finished in this past season, which was last in the division. But there's a lot more hope and optimism surrounding this franchise now than there was uh, not all that long ago. It might be on paper the most competitive division in the NHL because you don't have that one clear cut. This team's going to probably be garbage like the Metro. I think most people are expecting Philadelphia to finish last in that division. Um, You know, we'll see who knows Uh, in the central Chicago is still likely to be terrible. I mean, who knows? Maybe Connor Bedard's a fucking wizard. Um, and Arizona's in the mix, too. And then, obviously, in the Pacific Division, uh, you have San Jose. That is still very much kind of in that rebuilding mode. I don't think there are too many Sharks fans who are expecting them to be significantly better than they were last year. Like, the goal is still for them to be uh, with a high lottery pick for the next couple of years, I would say, at this Probably. rate. So I don't know what like the whole said, going after Tarasenko thing was about then. I just think value. Right, like you get Tarasenko, so especially because like this year's draft maybe is is obviously not as going to be as good as last this last draft. So it's like, hey, hey, you never know. What if we make it, <laughs> get some experience for our guys, or we flip Tarasenko? I don't know, but I'm expecting to see Bordalo and Eklund at least in the lineup this season. Like so, yeah, yeah. And I mean that that's kind of the the stage that they're at now, right? Is the idea of all right, we're getting our younger guys some playing time. And getting those younger guys a line mate like Vladimir Tarasenko is hardly a bad idea. And then again, you flip Tarasenko if possible a little bit later on and mm-hmm. get some extra assets out of that. So I, I can see 
why it would have been that that way. I'm kind of surprised Tarasenko. I mean, maybe I'm not because it's like, okay, you're in control. You know, you just decide I'm going to go to Ottawa. But, you know, playing on San Jose, there's always that conversation of like, okay, someone on a bad team is always going to put up points. Like, that's just how it works. You know, we saw those conversations with the Leafs before Austin Matthews showed up. And just the kind of surprise of like, oh, who was the leading scorer at the time? Uh, For example, the the 2013-14 Leafs. um, Actually, maybe that maybe 2013-14 isn't even the best example because it was like (laughs) Kessel, JVR, Kadri. Uh, There was one year in particular before they landed Matthews. That was very, very funny. But maybe it's further back than than I remember because you had like P.A. Parento who was really in the mix in terms of putting up points. Although 2014-15, I'm looking at it. Uh, Mike Santarelli was sixth in scoring uh, on that Leafs team. For oh, my example. God. Like, if you're oh on a God. bad team, someone still has to put up points. It was uh, 2016, 2015-16, P.A. Parento was second in scoring on the Leafs with uh, yeah. 41 points. And wasn't but, it like... Wasn't it like Nazem Kadri had like 54 points or something like that? He had 45. 45. <laughs> leading Jesus. scorer. But God, yeah, that someone... was bad. That was like the perfect tank. Yeah. It was like everyone's going. The fact that like Robidaw Island became a fucking term because of how bad that tank was is mm-hmm. amazing. So if you were to have had, say, for the Sharks, and again, this is supposed to be about Ottawa, but hey, it's fine. Uh, if you were to have had this for the, the Sharks, like, you know, uh, San Jose right now, Barabanov, Couture, Kunin, Eklund, Hurdle, Duclair. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sim. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Kunin. First line, baby. Yeah. That that's that's like a, the, the dude you pick up when you're re, like when you're rebuilding in franchise mode, like because you have to ki- hit the cap floor and you put him the, on the first line. And you're like, hey, maybe he gets a shit ton of points, gets some stat growth, and I could trade him for a pick. He's the new Dynasty Zubris. Oh, mm. oh hey, man, that's that's to be fair, when Zubris played for the Sharks, he was incredible. Exactly what they needed. See, I don't even remember the Dynasty Zubris played for the Sharks. So. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah, he was actually really good for us. I think it was in 2016, I want to say, that year when they went to the Cup. Huh. Yeah. How do you you like that? Yeah. (laughs) He, like, played on and off, but, like, the cool thing about it is, like, he would play all up and down the lineup, too. He was a really, like, good utility guy. Yeah. Uh, To just finish that point, the second line is Eklund, Hurdle, Duclair. I feel like Duclair kind of fills that role that Tarasenko could have played of, like, oh, here's a younger guy. And Eklund, who gets I'm to play with really some veterans. I'm actually really stoked that we got Duclair. Like, that is so sick. I'm not sure how happy he is after going to the Stanley Cup Finals and now playing <laughs> on a team that could be dead last in the league. Oh, man. <laughs> God. That would, that, you know, that reminds me of uh, Dave Bolin winning. I don't know. Dave <laughs> Bolin winning the Cup with uh, with Chicago and then getting the fucking uh, Toronto after, immediately after. Like, that's Everyone's my like, thing. If, oh, sorry. Sorry, Endo. Yeah, and everyone's like, who the why the fuck is he coming here? And then he just shits the bed. God. Go yeah. ahead, Sid. No, it's like um my thing is like he I thought he was pretty cool. 
and like he was just a speedy dude competed hard i'm like i'm wondering like if he didn't want to go to the sharks i'm sure he had other teams interested in him right i'd be shocked if he didn't yeah he is on the last uh year of his contract as well so i mean you know i wouldn't expect duclair to be a shark in april for example so time will tell but yeah tarasenko to the sentence i don't hate it but like I said, that division is so stupidly competitive that who's to say how it's going to play out. Now, when we were talking about Bergeron retiring last week, and, you know, I kind of went down the list of like, OK, here's the guys they could get now to try and fill the gap. Your Shifley's, your Lindholm's. And then I mentioned some of the pending free agents at the end of this upcoming season, one of which is no longer a pending free agent. The Carolina Hurricanes have re-signed Sebastian Ajo full eight years at $9.75 million for their future captain, I would I would reckon. Um, that's a damn good deal to keep him under $10 million. He would have yeah. gotten over $10 million on the open market for sure, especially, again, as you Probably always talk about the idea of the cap going up. Yeah. Um, that's a big W for Carolina. Hell yeah. We'll see if the cap actually goes up, but yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never when know. are they going to find out if it's going to happen or not? Arizona's like, fuck, we need a new pandemic. <laughs> and afford these guys. <laughs> Arizona becomes ground zero of the Kachina virus. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an episode. Yo, Kachina virus is so fucking funny. <laughs> Yote fever is across all, all of North America. It oh. just close, causes sports get shut down again. <laughs> the Kachina virus. Well done, Endo. Oh. Well done. Um, we, yeah, I wanted to, mention, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to mention that Ottawa, or not that Ottawa, that Ajo signing in Carolina, because like I said, I, I talked about what the future was for the Bruins, and uh, it's a little bit more clear now because there are two players that went to arbitration have signed. Uh, Jeremy Swayman had gone to arbitration. The team was looking for $2 million. He was looking for 4.8. They land pretty much in the middle at just under $3.5 million on a one-year contract. And then, Sin, your thoughts? I saw that oh, head shake. Yeah, I don't know. Future should've, Shark, Jeremy Swayman. Should have traded him to San Jose. Future Shark. Still Future Shark. Probably not, but it's my, it's my dream. Shark. <laughs> I mean, for Tomas Hurdle, I would be, I would be and, interested because, boy, I can't the Bruins use someone like that. Um, and then Trent Frederick also filed for arbitration. Uh, the team was looking for 1.4 million. He was looking at 2.9. And again, it kind of lands in the middle at two years, 2.3 million dollars for the, the for the former first over for not first overall, Jesus, but former first round pick that when drafted. Don Sweeney was quoted in saying essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he's going to be a great middle six option for us. Because that's what you do with a first round pick is you look for that strong middle six option. I do enjoy Trent Frederick, though. Uh, still but time. there is still time. That leaves the Bruins today with $400,000 in cap space. 
Cab, hell, cab, hell, cab, hell. You can sign a... Sign Mitchell Miller again. No, 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 no. hold that? on, hold on. <laughs> who was that? Who was our goalie in 2K who was making like 400,000? Simeon uh, Varlamov? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> and like seven shutouts making 400,000. And we, we'd call up players because we need to fill a roster spots and they're getting more money than him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to play the minors. <laughs> God, that that's so cursed. I want to go back so bad, Tugi. I want to go back. No, you do. Blame blame people for enjoying NHL 23 in July and August. How dare you, bastards! How dare you? I should be playing 2K right now. How <sighs> dare you? <laughs> okay, Greta. Um, <laughs> like the Bruins are going to be heading into this season with the roster as it is, basically. Uh, I I don't really know. Like, Mark Shifley's making six. Lindholm's making something similar. To pull off a trade, you would have to get rid of, like, the $3 million of Derek Forbert and somebody else, and I have no idea who that and somebody else would be. Even if there was like retained salary 50% on Shifley in the final year of his deal, like it's just it once you start getting into the the conditions of a trade and it starts to sound like a video game, that's when you know it's like, okay, now that this conversation isn't really worth having because it, life is not a video game. Very rarely do we end up with an NHL trade that actually feels like it's a video game trade. Um, yeah. So the Bruins are going to be heading into this season with Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle as their top two centers instead of in the middle six. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah, so I guess it's confirmed Krejci's not coming back then, really. Uh, you would think. I mean, yeah, literally mm-hmm. they cannot sign somebody right now. I mean, the league minimum is 775, and they have 430,000 to spend. Yeah. So that this is it. Like, this is their team unless they make... A trade. And yeah, the, the last word that I had heard, this was about a month ago on David Krejci. I'll check really quickly if there was any extra news. Um, the word was a month ago or so that, you know, hey, he's not in a hurry to decide his future and that he could do the, the Mike Fisher thing of just kind of hang out. And then if there's a chance for him to kind of join up with a team that he could do that. He could play in Chechia again, uh, like he did not the this last season, obviously, but the season prior. Um, it's it's a weird situation, man. Because I look at like the the supporting pieces of like, okay, you still have Marchand, you still have Pasternak, you still have Charlie McAvoy, and the maybe the best goaltending tandem in the league. And it's a team that learned, I think, a lot of lessons. Like I would hope. The, once you get towards the start of the season that a lot of the quotes from Jim Montgomery are going to be like, I not we learned a lot, I learned a lot from the end of last season because as we've talked about, uh, he got it wrong in terms of who was in that lineup that was just a little bit too banged up to play at a high enough level to beat the Florida Panthers, um, especially in goal, not playing Swayman until it was too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know how optimistic I'm feeling because I mentioned the idea, right? Like every every season we do our little season previews and kind of go team by team and how we think those teams might finish. I right. don't know if today, August 1st, 2023, that I could predict the Boston Bruins to be a playoff team next season. There's just there there's some fears that I have in looking at that roster that I think if you were in any other division, you'd have you'd not quite a shoe in, but you'd have very, very good odds. In the Atlantic, it's such a toss up because you know there's teams like we mentioned earlier, Buffalo, and the Senators are absolutely licking their chops to get a playoff spot. Yeah, and it seems yeah. like Boston, amongst the other top four who were in the playoffs last season, or was it five? It was only four, right? I no, Florida. Uh, is Florida? Shit. I don't know the East divisions. Um, was it five teams from the Atlantic who made the playoffs because of Florida or are they in the Metro? Stupid. No, Florida, Florida is in the Atlantic. And uh, yes, uh, four, four teams from each uh, division. Okay. Uh, anyway. You had the Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers, Islanders, and then Bruins, oh, yeah, Leafs, Islanders, Lightning yeah. and Panthers. Yeah. So it was like from of the top four teams in the Atlantic division. I you, know, you got to think Boston has the most question marks. Yeah, so I mean, you know, despite Florida, you know, losing Duclair and I, you know, Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they have their identity now and they know it works now. Yeah, like the Bruins obviously are not going to win 65 games again next season. The Leafs, who we were going to talk about and we can bring up now, um, have announced that Matt Murray is going on LTIR. Um, Speaking of the Sens Leafs fights online <laughs> god, <laughs> because we have many fights the, online the, the sends get oh my god yeah the sends get no cap relief whatsoever because they retain salary but the leafs get all the cap relief and matt murray's contract will not count against them that said the leafs as of right now are still two million dollars over the cap even with matt murray and jake muzzin projected to be on ltir so the leafs still have to look at moving somebody out because you fucking signed John Klingberg to over $4 million. I will never understand how the hell he was able to command that much money. I will never understand that. My God. So it's all about um, Bradshaw living in the moment, baby. You give him the money, you expect the results <laughs> at the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Mendo's on one today. Oh, man, I'm so fucking tired. I'm just fucking (laughs) spitballing right now. I'm like a hamster just going right now. Low life expectancy, but just going as fast (laughs) as I can. I would I would love I would love to see the Leafs miss the playoffs and the Penguins to make it just just. Oh, my God. Who like are so like dedicated to the crest only. And I was like, oh, you have to cheer for these. Fuck Kyle Dubas now. Like, I just want to see them rationalize that they will i just want to see how they do it but yeah dude watching sens fans and leafs fans fight on twitter is is hilarious i keep seeing kneeler under like sens fans twitter <laughs> and shit. Yeah. he's just he's just fucking best. oh shitting on him constantly it's the best it is the best uh so yeah i mean again that, that's just kind of the way to sum it up right now the atlantic division is gonna be a shit show like you know again tampa you would still expect them to be competitive then there's florida who made the playoffs by one point over buffalo which is why everyone's looking at buffalo to be like man they only missed by a point last year they could easily make it and i i don't necessarily disagree with that 
it's it's going to be a weird season because obviously the standings are the standings. You know what's going to have to play out a certain way. It's just right now very, very difficult uh, to predict. There were a couple other signings. I don't know if we'll have too much to say about these, but the Minnesota Wild uh, signed goaltender Philip Gustafson to a three-year deal worth just under $4 million a season. And I, I can't help but think back to like, the conversation about the Bruins and it's like, okay, all Mark and then Swayman's going to take over and they're good from Minnesota. They still have Mark Andre Fleury for this next year at three and a half, mm-hmm. which means Gustafson will be ready to take over. And then that kind of sets them on the trajectory for Jesper Wallstead, the 20th overall pick in 2021 to take over once that Gustafson deal is done. So um, Minnesota's still in that super weird spot of, kind of sort of cap hell because of the Parise suitor buyouts who count $14.7 million <laughs> against the cap for both this year and in 2024, 25. Hmm. But it does look like in some ways they are set up to kind of do what they have to do uh, moving <clears throat> forward to still be competitive and hopefully not waste the next three years of Kirill Kaprizov. And he's got three years left on that deal. And then after that, you start to Ooh. think like, Man, you know, yeah. So essentially, they have one year to entice them to stay. Yep, because these next two years are going to be tough. Yeah, like they have they have a solid roster. I think they could be a playoff team again easily, but they can't go that extra mile of pushing the team over the edge with additions because they don't have the cap space. Yeah. So that that's tough, especially you know we talked about it a lot. The modern NHL, Vegas winning a Stanley Cup, going oh this player's available, yoink, he's ours. Minnesota can rarely afford to be in those conversations without having to, you know, really kind of mix things around. And yeah, they're again, another team that's in a freaking interesting spot. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes signed Logan Cooley to his ELC. Uh, there were a lot of thoughts that he was going to go back to college, but he will be. Uh, either with the NHL or AHL team this season. We don't know yet. He can't go back to NCAA, though, now that he is getting paid. So I am intrigued to see. Right now, Cap Friendly has him penciled in as potentially their third-line center. I'm intrigued to see the Coyotes this year. Like, I know there's still so much about where the hell are they going to be playing in the future, but, you know, you still have Clayton Keller who may or may not be the the new captain. Barrett Hayton has turned into a really strong middle six center. I think a lot of people have kind of overlooked him because he was the fifth overall pick in, in 2018. And, you know, we're, we're talking like Darlene, Svechnikov, Kalkiniemi, Brady Kachuk, and then Barrett Hayton. And then two picks later, Quinn Hughes. Um, but I think he has turned into a really like defensively solid center. And then obviously now you add Cooley to that mix. Dylan Gunther's already on the team. I think, again, a lot of people will pick them to kind of finish dead last in their division, especially now that Chicago has Bedard. But I don't think they will be tragic, as people always seem to try to predict Arizona to, to be. Yeah. Oh, it's they, interesting to see him sign. I feel like their Arizona's going to be a lot more competitive than people think they're going to be. Um, they did, you know, bolster up and actually have players who, I'm not going to say players who can play, they're all, and they're all NHLers. Like, I'm not going to discredit them for their abilities and everything like that. But the the support system that they have with some of the veterans they've brought in, 
smart moves. Getting Logan Cooley on there to, you know, play and play with the big boys, essentially. Smart move as well, because, you know, you can just sign him, you can just send him up and down freely and not have to worry about, you know, stuff with the like the archaic system with the CHL player agreement, where if a player doesn't play 10 games, you have to send him down in the C and you can't do anything with him for the rest of the year. Unless right. you're like the what is it? Unless you're pulling a fast one like the CL Kraken did, and they figured, oh Shane Wright, we can just have him up here, have him for a few games, send a conditioning stint. Oh shit, we can't play him there anymore. We're gonna send him off to go juniors, and then do that whole thing, song, song and dance, and then have him come back for the AHL playoffs and play play decent. I mean, yeah, he's had a crazy ass year in terms of he's a bust. Oh, playing you probably a- trade him to the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> playing in the end, playing in the A, playing junior, getting swept in junior, and then going back to the A. Like, it's a lot of hockey for a guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now on uh, Elite Prospects. He played eight games for the Kraken, two yeah. points. He played in the World Juniors as the captain of Team Canada, was point per game. Played eight games in the AHL in the regular season, had six points in eight games. Yep. Played with Windsor. 20 games in the OHL, 37 points, but like you said, lost in the first round of the playoffs, and then was with Coachella Valley in the AHL all the way to the uh, Calder Cup final, where Coachella lost to the uh, Hershey Bears. So, yeah, you very, got very for Shane. You got fucking paid. Like, hats off to Shane. I mean, you, you grab some of the ELC money, uh, not only from playing it in the end, and you grab it from playing in the you don't really get paid to play in the in the CHO, but you kind of do at the same time. It's like per diem or whatever. Mm. And then getting paid to play in the playoffs is again because you get a cut. Because the playoffs, you don't get paid like for, for showing up. You get a cut from a certain round that you're playing, and it's all paid yeah. out like a routine. But yeah, shout out to him for getting paid. Yeah. Funny. The Anaheim Ducks have gone to arbitration with Troy Terry. The team has offered him four point five million. The player is asking for eight million. <laughs> That's a small gap. Oh man. Yeah, we're a little bit Do you know if he has his own player agent at all, or is it just him? This could be uh, a galaxy brain move because he probably he probably looked at like a like a chart and was like, Yeah, these these like analytic hockey guys know what they're talking about. I'm just gonna go like where exactly I wanna go. I'm gonna go double that. So that way they, they just meet in the middle. Uh, <laughs> it looks like he does have a, an agency of uh, KO Sports Inc. So he does have representation. Okay. Uh, so Troy Terry with the with the Ducks from the analytical standpoint, you know, shout out to of course the real J Fresh Guards. Like he is a legitimate first line center. He had a down year this past season, but or uh, right wing. I think both positions primarily a right wing but regardless like he's 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 a legitimate first liner like he had a down year on anaheim but who the hell didn't that team massively underperformed uh but he has put up 60 points in each of the last two seasons uh 25 years old will turn 26 in september again looking for eight million dollars right now the forwards that are signed to eight million dollar contracts ryan johansson (laughs) logan couture Jack Hughes, LOL, and JT Miller. Does he belong in, in that class? I I would say yes. I mean, I don't think he's he's out of his mind for asking for that 
amount of money. And then obviously, you know, you drop it down to, you know, even 6 million. And then you kind of get into the conversation of like, well, Josh Norris uh, got paid. I mean, Josh Norris is making almost $8 million a season as well. He's at seven, nine, five. So I, I don't think it's uh, unreasonable for Troy Terry to have asked for that amount of money. I would not be surprised if the arbitrator decides he is certainly closer to that 8 million as opposed to 4.5, which holy hell is that it's just low <laughs> 4.5 million. You yeah. are talking about Kevin LeBay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about Michael Bunting in Carolina, Ryan O'Reilly in Nashville, Lekin and Mason Marchment. Brandon Saad, Mike Hoffman. Yeah, it's just. Hi, Mike yeah. Hoffman. Remember when he was holding out for more money? Yeah. Oh, and funny enough, there, there's one other player, too, making four and a half million dollars right now. Alexander Wenberg. We have to we have to mention this. because Are we it's talking about been... book? Oh, no, we're talking about book talk. <laughs> I don't oh, know what this is. And I don't care. I can't believe. Okay. I'm not going to okay, pretend listen. to understand. Listen, listen, I'm going to I'll say this briefly right now. I noticed after the fucking pandemic, people lost their abilities to like, like just like handle themselves not on social media, but in person. The, 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 the book talk situation situation is so fucked. It is so fucked. A woman says, oh, I don't like the way you guys y'all are sexualizing my, my my husband. It's disgusting. And a bunch of little fucking idiots are like well we're the reason why your 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 husband's team is successful it's like bitch no you ain't no (laughs) so to uh provide more context to what endo just said this this is probably the biggest story recently uh, uh, of what's gone on in hockey for the past week so can you tell it's the off season (laughs) can you tell yeah yeah, if you couldn't tell, it's the off. I saw a picture well, that said something like Brett Marchand. Oh, someone's I, I didn't see that, so I can't comment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how so, like, this all stemmed the name from slightly. Oh my god! And writing okay. their fan fiction. To to yeah. take it away, so, elaborate, please. Okay. So the the main story of this, most people have probably heard about this by now. So obviously, this this originates from TikTok. And uh, I want to go uh, shout out DavyJonesLockerRoom.com, which is a Seattle Lol. blog for the, the Kraken, which is a great fucking name as well. Beautiful. Um, so th- this article as well um, is posted by Sky on Air, who um, what is a, a regular contributor for them. Sounds like an uh, airplane magazine. <laughs> 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 Sorry, buddy. Welcome to Sky on Air. Tremendous. So uh, here, here's the deal. So uh, I'll just read for the surveyor. One of the many niche communities on TikTok is Book Talk. Videos made by users or videos about various kinds of books and characters, stories where it, you know, they're in. One of the sides to this particular community is the ultra niche community of hockey romance novel TikTok. It is not niche. I will say that right now. It is not niche. Polina had, I, I'm going to just interrupt quickly. Polina asked me, she's like, I was looking at the hockey books. I'm like, okay, what about it? It's like, why do they all want to fuck so bad? I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I don't get it either. She's like, well, I don't get it. I was like, she wants to, look, she wants to read more hockey books. Like, you know, like, like just about hockey, uh, like, like 
novels and fiction and all that stuff, fan, like fan fiction or not fan fiction, but like nonfiction and fiction stuff, just, you know, to learn more about hockey. And every single one she picks up, but it's always like, oh, it's like some weird fucking erotic novel where it's just like stick on the ice. And it's just like the girl who wants to fuck the hockey player, like upside down backwards, like fucking Iron Sheik, like Jesus Christ. It's nuts. Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) The book talk community does something called face claiming. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Sin's reaction is beautiful. Essentially assigning a real-life person to a book character as though they were casting them for a movie. This is often seen in video games or the movie space as fan casting. It's essentially the same exercise. Anyway, Alex Wenberg at one point was face-claimed for a character in a novel, and then it began to be noticed that Wenberg is, in fact, an extremely attractive man (laughs) Or anything else sort of fell to the wayside after that. Now, here's the the issue, is that the Seattle Kraken social media team, or the admin, whatever, kind of fan the flames on this. Yeah. Um, If there there can be said to be fairness towards the group who was involved, this bears repeating, uh, systematically harassing Wenberg and his wife, you know, is great. It's that they felt the Kraken were egging them on and gave them the impression that they were okay to do the kind of things that they would end up doing. The Kraken noticed their TikToks with Wenberg and got them uh, noticed, so the people kept making them. Most of the book talk posts were benign, high-quality pictures, videos of Wenberg at warm-up, slow-mo vids, the kind of stuff that's honestly normal, just hyper-focused on Wenberg because he's handsome. trap. It, it is thirst trap videos. I'm getting all, like, hand motion, like, video, like, essay kind of thing. Thirst trap. So it's just it's fan cams. It it's fan cams. It is, yes. it is basically the Seattle yeah. Kraken... Uh, you know, like how social media is like, yeah, nice, be- like, oh, it's so cool, bestie, or like how the Seattle admin would like show off their crystals randomly during games, like, oh, we're no. going to the OT, gotta gotta rub my crystals or the fuck, like that kind of shit, and it's just like really getting hyper fixated on Alexander Wenberg and basically honing into the whole thing about him being basically fan casted as a character in a book. It gets bad. It gets really bad. <laughs> so the Seattle Kraken gained a shitload. Of followers on the team account on TikTok, thanks to the niche community. Um, and really, it's a niche community within a niche community. The Kraken mm-hmm. even flew one of the largest creators in the space, Kiera Lewis, to a late season game and presented her with a book talk jersey. This led to more Wenberg based posts, more engagement, more followers, and a slow but surely, uh, slowly but surely degradation of the kind of comments and videos made about him from simple admiration to something a little bit more crass and uh more specifically crass and direct is there the quote of like one of the one of the tiktoks in which she said referring that for the Wenberg? is the I'm quote there sure. okay there was a quote I'll, I'll say right now there's a quote this whole thing got super crazy because she says i want him to start cracking my back yeah so she had a sign that said crack my back at the game i believe <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is. Oh it, it is. But the the best part is the the best part is he has to come. Like keep going to. This is ridiculous. The TikToks being made about Wenberg over time became far more sexually charged. It's not necessarily new, but where it began to become uncomfortable was that Wenberg began to be tagged directly in these posts. At some point, they went from tags to direct messages. Alex's wife Felicia, um 
has presumably been shown these direct messages, posted very thoughtful a very thoughtful request regarding these kind of messages, essentially asking them to stop or think about you know what they're doing in regards to can you not tag my husband directly in these? Can you not directly message him? Just bonk, um, go to horny jail. That's it. Bonk, go basically. to horny jail. Yeah. Uh, the Kraken's TikTok account did pretty much delete all of the things in regard to this. Um, but essentially, the reaction from this community, once the Kraken deleted the posts, was that many of them felt they were used by the Kraken to gain followers and notoriety on the platform. That's Mm -hmm. honestly fair. Yeah, in a a sense. Um, So... You think, this led. Oh man, God, it gets like, worse. It gets so much worse. Let, up, let, let me fucking hear it. Yeah, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'll make, just, I'll make that decision. So, you yeah. so oh, it gets bad. Ah, keep going. I'm gonna shut up. So there, there are some quotes here uh, from some of these replies. Um, uh, the article leaves out some of the more egregious ones, but um, essentially, the idea is people were pissed. Um, at the Kraken, people were pissed at Alex Wenberg's wife, and um, essentially a, a good amount of harassment um, began. Um, a lot of people using the hashtag crack my back um, <laughs> in responses to Instagram posts. Um, there was one oh. here, just because you're a wag. Uh, wife and girlfriend doesn't mean you can come for people who thirst over your man team crack my back um nobody wants your man especially if he's too weak to put you in your place over stupid jokes calm down oh jesus christ okay yeah others accused felicia or alex wenberg of cheating which uh yeah isn't true um God, so there was a video of the original person, um, I think, what, what was it, Kiara Lewis, uh, requesting yeah. that Wenberg and his teammates, quote, score on all three of her holes. <laughs> um, oh yeah. God. Um, Alex finally ended up having to say something to kind of back up his his wife and just say, like, hey, the fuck is the best way to kind of paraphrase this. And it is like this article points it out. It is very rare for an NHL player to say something in regards to mm-hmm. anything like this because of the media training. It's like, Nope, you just do not. You don't say a fucking thing. Yeah. He um, even mentioned that in his, uh, his press. He said like, you know, we're supposed to like bite our tongue and everything. And, you know, just not really say anything, but like, I really have to talk about this. This is making me super uncomfortable and everything. And I think the worst part about it is that Kiera Lee then turns and says that, like, Felicia Wenberg is racist and how this is like a bunch of racist stuff because it's attacking her of all people. I'm like, this is no, you're you're stepping over a line. There's one thing about being a public figure. There's one thing about being like, you know, someone who's kind of like a quote unquote, a celebrity or someone who's popular in, in media. But there's another point of like sexualizing that person to like the nth degree you you have gone off the deep end 100 percent over here and like if it's little things like crack my back that's funny but going over oh score on all three of my holes and like go over crazy and all that stuff like that i don't know it's gross 
That's what's kind of disgusting. Yeah, when you start harassing like their significant yes. other, like it, it starts off, it feels like it's in jest, but then, yeah, don't yeah, yeah don't just, get to the. You gotta understand objectification and consent. Like that's oh fucking God. important. Yeah, it um, it's just a really fucked up story that I don't know if it would have <laughs> caught traction if it wasn't in the in the off season. But yeah, there's just so many different aspects to it of the idea that kraken social media kind of fan the flames a little bit and then once they pulled back these people went uh no fuck you we're not going to be used by you to like obviously the people like i understand if some involved are like hey what the fuck you said this was cool and now you're backtracking but then their response in the response of people in that community to go we are going to now further harass the yeah. Wenbergs. It's just so incredibly fucked. And it just shows yeah, just some weird mob mentality. And I'm sure it's not even most of the people who enjoy that kind of stuff. It's always a couple crazy loud people who fuck it up for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. First it was they were horny and now they're horny and mad. Th- th- yes. Those two. Th- yeah, that is. No, that is bad. Where's the spray bottle that I usually have my desk? Damn it. Just no, bad, bad, terrible. I um, I feel I feel bad for the for the Wembergs at this point, and hopefully, you know, staying. I mean, not that someone should be forced to have to stay off of social media to not see the fucking harassment they're on the receiving end of, but you know, at that stage, it's like okay, hopefully they're just, you know kind of avoiding this as much as they can now at this point you hope it doesn't take a a fucking further step with someone who's completely off the rails in terms of uh the harassment that is out there um you hope that no one fucking takes it a further step because they're just that unhinged and mentally unwell it's just a really fucked up story and it you know it's to the point where i saw the hockey guy made a video about it and people were like oh no <laughs> shannon it's bad enough that shannon has to comment on this he's like yeah uh he said the best part is, is i saw a screenshot and it's just him with the fucking whiteboard with the uh-huh. right in there just like his hands out like this just yeah. like kind of like gesturing it's like oh this is so good <laughs> So, yeah, again, uh, I recommend uh, DavyJonesLockerRoom.com. The article's there if you want to kind of read it in full. It's, um, the internet's fucking weird, man. The internet's fucking weird. People are weird. Um, fuck. Just, you know, like, hey, here, here's the thing. Is, is there, like, is there a way to acknowledge that someone is good looking? Yeah, of course there is. I joke about it on stream all the time where it's like, you know, there'll be a play like we'll see a random player in the ECHL that no one's ever heard of. It's like, God damn, that guy's handsome. Last night on stream, someone talked about Eric Carlson and I had to Google image search Eric Carlson. And the first fucking picture of Eric Carlson that shows up, it's like, holy shit. Can you save some good looks for the rest of us? I'm fucking drowning. At the bottom of the pool, and here's Eric Carlson being praised up by the good-looking pussy. gods. Fuck. <laughs> but at the same time, there is a line between that and potentially, you know, being like, oh, hey, yeah, I can imagine Eric Carlson as the 
the the lead character of this book, or at least someone that looks like him, to then, then sexualizing that, that's a whole nother step. But then to go after that person or their significant other is just a whole different fucking thing. Like people just need to go for touch grass. You got to go for a walk sometimes. You got to do it. You know, oh, if you if you're just sitting here too much, you're on the phone too much. It's you, you can drift too far. You you gotta get a dog, get a dog. <laughs> that way you'll have incentive to go for a walk at least like once or twice a day. If you live in an apartment, maybe three, four times. Who knows? Stop get it. Get a dog. Get That's some help. That's the lesson from this story. Get a dog. <laughs> Fuck. All bark. Anyway, no uh, to end the show, Rocky Wirtz died. <laughs> I um I put a little bit of an addition to the end of the last show. <laughs> Pack watch. <laughs> I put an addition at the end of the last show. Because Endo Endo's just gone. Um to kind of mention the passing, because uh, Sin and I had recorded in like 10, 15 minutes after we were done. Like the news was out, like, oh yeah, he 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 passed away. So I kind of put, you know, the, the basic thoughts that I feel like most people will have out there. It, it, Again, I can't speak for Cinerendo, but the gist of it was he will be remembered very fondly in Chicago for, again, saving the team from his dad that was stuck in the 1970s. Again, still not having Hawks games aired on television in 2007 unless it was a nationally broadcast game because the thought was, oh, you won't come to our games if it's on TV. Um, He saved that team. He brought the team a lot of success. But again, as most people will think, too, uh, his legacy is going to be remembered by his last few years and the Kyle Beach saga. And Mm -hmm. that is what it is like. And again, you can't not talk about the. The nature of someone's life, you can't only talk about the positives, only talk about the negatives, because that's not doing diligence to someone's story in life. And that is what it is, again, for as many positives uh, as he you know, brought to the Hawks as the owner of the team, the success that they had um, outside of Chicago. For the most part, he will be heavily remembered for uh, his role, his response, especially. That was the big thing I mentioned was the Mark Lazarus uh, town hall question where yeah. he snapped Mark Lazarus. He talked down his own son, Danny, like he was a small child and saying, no, you will not answer that. We will not answer that. Um, those are the lasting images a lot of people are going to have for Rocky words. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if Again, you guys... But, but if, 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 if you want, we can just... We could ignore all the bad stuff he did the same way he ignored sexual assault for a decade. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Sin, he, he didn't know. Yes, he You know, did. the, the, the people he employed knew, but they didn't tell him. So I mean, that's, yeah. So you, do you realize how far? Do you, do you like? He's so controlling. There's no way he doesn't know stuff. Yeah. If, if he's gonna get credit with turning around an entire team, you gotta think he's in the mix. You know, <clears throat> if, he, if he gets credit for turning around the team and doing all and having this big hand in that, then he knows about other stuff, and he has a hand in pretty much fucking everything, and that's displayed by just how fucking controlling he is and sounds. Hundred percent. Yeah. Telling yeah. his fifty-year-old son, or however the hell he's at least forty. <laughs> Shit, uh, at least thirty. 
Danny Wirtz is 46 years old. Yeah, he was in his mid 40s. Like he was a child, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, I won't. I guess I won't necessarily uh, piss on his grave, but I'll shit on his life. Get fucked. I mean, my my big take from it was just the idea. Like, I'm not happy to see that the guy's dead. Yeah, because the the preferred outcome of this, as unlikely as it is, was that. In the next year or two, whatever, he gets asked about it again and gives the answer that he should have given with the proof of, hey, you know what? Yeah, my response was wrong. We learned. We did fail. Oh, well, I, I can't put the team. I'm the owner. And legally, I can't put us in the fuck all that shit. Fuck all the oh, we can't put this team into further legal trouble as if you can't afford it for proper payouts and at the end of the day, it's your fucking fault anyway. You are liable in this situation. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, that would have been the preferred outcome is here is a person actually owning up to their mistakes. Right. Especially when that Mark Lazarus town hall meeting, it was the idea of, hey, here's the opportunity for you guys to say what you've done. And instead, yep. he just immediately dismissed it, which was the problem that people had, of course. Um, yeah, it, it's not the preferred outcome. And again, it sucks. You know, again, for the idea of friends, family, uh, you know, again, it, it's one of those things I, I get the idea of people being like, oh, you can't say anything too early because you want to be sympathetic to people. And yeah, you do. But at the same time, his legacy is his legacy and it was his choice. Yeah. Like, it, it's not as if people are uh, assigning this legacy to him without merit. So with that, gentlemen, uh, we will look to wind things down. This has been the, the Tugies Take podcast. The, the Kachina virus. <laughs> it has to be the episode title. That was Bravo Endo Mills. That was brilliant. Thank you. Phenomenal. I'll be here all week. I'll be here next week. Yeah, yeah, we will be back next week. Because again, we're still doing one episode a week for now because otherwise we end up talking about book talk for 20 minutes. Because Fucking hell. Else to talk about. Um, yeah, in the meantime, gentlemen, what do you got going on? Sin, what's the What's the story? Oh, I'm, I should be getting my new fucking work computer uh, this evening. So I'm really excited about that. I'll actually be able to record stuff again. Nice, nice. What'd you get? Uh, new Mac. One Return of the, new of the Mac. Dinner. <laughs> and everyone's like, PC. I Not like cool. Mac because for one, Final Cut doesn't work on Windows. I'm trained in Final Cut. Adobe is fucking bullshit subscription based. I spent three hundred dollars for a lifelong license on Final Cut. I'm not paying. There you go. There you go. There. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's better for music editing, and I'm also used to it because I've been using Mac since I was a kid. That's right. Ever since we had the uh, the the computer labs with the N64 like colored bubbles. Oh man, (laughs) those fucking. Oh dude, we we had we had we had just a plain gray apple before they even had the name mac we had an apple the first imac we had was yeah those like dome col- like yeah, colored uh-huh. ones and then then we got the one that looked like the the pixar lamp with the screen oh my god could, <laughs> oh my god yeah. i have pixar one of those lamp. i legit pixar have one lamp. of those uh, yeah uh it's somewhere in my storage in my in the basement but it's just crazy 
I just remember that. And I tried. To, it's funny. I tried to get power. I tried to get Pro Tools to work on that because I wanted to make music. But it's a. It was a power PC, not like an actual like chip before. But like, yeah, it couldn't work. Anyways, yeah. For anybody who uh, is a child, uh, the iMac G3 is what you want to uh, is what you want to look up. Those were the the glory days of at least for me as a kid. Going to the computer lab, learning how to type. The All iMac the right type. G3. I like the handle on the back, like you're going to one-hand that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the GameCube has a handle, so oh, I'm the iMac. Yeah, dude, I used to play so much Warcraft 2 on that thing, man. Oh, Fucking oh. swing it around and smack your friends with it. Talk shit, get hit, bitch. That was back when technology <laughs> could kill people. Like, just from <laughs> blunt force, not even like, you know. You I stole my you off the head with this iMac. Nokia phones, iMac G3s. Oh my god. I I visually remember. PC towers did... have looked the fucking same for decades yeah. now. Get I yeah. vividly remember uh playing playing uh melee and my cousin took uh his he took his brother's stock when they're playing uh team uh was it just team stock match? He took his stock as he was about to die, so he had one more left. And right before he died, he took his stock and he legit unplugged the GameCube and smacked in the fucking head with it. <laughs> That's kind of troubling, man. I'm well, gonna no. say that. How's yeah, that well, guy man. doing? Is he in prison? No, he's fine. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's actually a lawyer. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of they were, sociopath they were, lawyers. So. Oh, they were they were rowdy kids. We were a bunch of rowdy kids, Bebe's kids, almost essentially. But yeah, anyways, stuff that I'm doing this uh, this upcoming week, I don't fucking know. I want to do NHL stuff, but it's it's August first. Everyone is making NHL stuff because it's all scheduled tweets being like, "Hey, NHL 24, when's it gonna drop? Did we all forget? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool." And everyone just repeats the exact same rhetoric. And yeah. it gets all the views. I hate that. I, I hate the fact that I hate that. Po- I hate posting the same shit as everybody else. But that's how that's how the the grow. Get the engagement. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge like you're not going to really see me being like, oh, the, the, the community tech test. Here we go. Like, it's just not. Yeah. Something I'm going to like people know people yeah. know. And it's my yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing. There is but something that. Year. There is something that that came out. Uh, the Blue Jackets put out a video. I'm gonna let people search for this because I'm not gonna say I'm not. You can't put it up on screen because it's a clip of it. There is a video out there where the Blue Jackets visited the EA headquarters, oh, God, and there is a lot this. of there is a lot of footage there. I, I will say that. That's it. So uh, you know, fuck it. I'll talk about it really quickly. Uh, yeah. Sin, I sent you a text by the way. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, Basically, they go to the EA headquarters, and again, this is the infamous video where um, they. The, the, I haven't met the guy, uh, Michael Toomey, who is a big part of EA and helping decide roster. He's not the only one that helps decide the roster stuff, uh, aka my arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> I hope to get to meet him someday, hopefully soon. And it's one of those things where they joke with Matthew Olivier that his fighting was set to rarely instead of often. How the fuck do you think they found out about that? This guy. <laughs> do I get credit? No. But you're welcome. 
Mike, I, I look forward to shaking your hand and having rational conversations about Timbits and whatever else Canadians talk about. Uh, <laughs> what else do you ben. talk about? them it's just about how they're gonna give vancouver all the best uh helmets at the beginning of the game and then say fuck you to everybody else in the league that's it yeah bro they're far their echl team has good helmets in that game and everyone else's is just ass it's true so for me it's still unfortunately probably going to be a lot of nhl franchise mode on stream just because people are fucking loving it i don't know why i mean we are yeah. doing a really fun series right now funny enough I accidentally loaded up Be a Pro for the first time earlier today, mm-hmm. and I, I started poking around. It does look fun with like the FIFA like skill trees and stuff. Like, like am I being You've debated? Never played it? No, I haven't played it once this year. Swear to God. Um, yeah. Have you played it I, in three years? Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I haven't it, played it, it like, ever. It, it <laughs> needs okay. more. Um, and if you've never played the story mode, then you'll at least like all the cutscenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you've done it once, the replayability sucks. You can't turn off the cutscenes. You can't skip them. Every time. Yeah. It's just pricey pawn hockey you got there. Every oh, fucking God. time on repeat. I can't stand that. That's where that meme is from. Okay. Yep. I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I just thought you were making fun of the outdoor rinks in Eshel. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's a blast like you know I, I i really do enjoy be a pro and i'm hopefully looking forward to some very very improved gameplay so i could actually bring it back like fully on my channel again yeah hell yeah brother nhl 24 make or break make or break <laughs> make or break <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i want to look back to last you're a lovely guy tweet like that uh, I just want to see how guy. many people make the same tweet every year because I, 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 no one can remember, and that's the advantage. Like, <sighs> no one can fucking remember this. <laughs> yeah, that's just that, yeah. just that idea of like, oh man, like, oh, it's a, it's gonna be a big year. It's my year. It's a make or break year for the. We'll all be back here next year. Let's not yeah. act like we won't be. We're all gonna be here next year, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. knows that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do think NHL twenty four is gonna be a pretty good year. thank you all for listening watching supporting the show we will see you all next week we love you goodbye and don't get the kachina virus (laughs) and how do you avoid the kachina virus we'll have to put on a guide Um, i don't know i haven't found out myself i mean i have i have shoes that kachina like yeah i should probably ask deke slayer He's probably the best way of getting rid of the Chikachino virus. His fucking city voted against it. His city voted against it, said he avoided the Chikachino virus. So they're they're good. God, fucking (laughs) ebook, like the fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy: How to Avoid (laughs) What to Do If You Contract the Chikachino Virus. (laughs) Oh, the Zombie Survival Guide, only cooler. Yeah, yeah, and in a smaller arena, and potentially in Utah. That's why they don't want to relocate. The Kachina virus will spread faster. <laughs> if they go to Utah and someone gets the Kachina virus, will they will they interact with the draft? No, they'll they'll just give it to all the <laughs> in Utah. So fuck. They'll Oof. give it to all the fucking Mormons. <laughs> and in ten years, how much a bunch of fucking Mormon hockey players? They believe in something that's verifiably not true, and then they don't. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> excited for the future where there's 12 NHL players named Joseph Smith. We'll see you all next week, everyone. Yeah, <laughs>